This is Brenda inside the Kid Code Playground, where, in the time it takes to have a coffee break, we shift stressed out families from painful parenting and kid chaos to positive parenting and calm kids using the techniques in the book, The Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies. The unexpected result? You get your belly laugh back and ensure your kids keep theirs. In this podcast, pointed straight at your heart, we understand that parents struggle with two big problems, time and strategies that work on the spot. Every time you tune in, you'll find something to help you get right now relief in an upset with your kids, because every parent deserves a peaceful parenting experience, and every child deserves a peaceful parent. Are you ready? Welcome, peaceful, positive parents. Remember that this is the place you have full permission to be a mess as a parent and at the same time accept our warm-hearted invitation to leave at least some of your parenting pain behind. Today, I have the pleasure of being with Jackie Bailey. She's an author, a radio host, and a parent and child educator. I'm so excited to have her talk with us today because she's devoted to giving kids and adults, actually, a more powerful voice. And if you think about that for a minute, we use it all day long. And we don't always get what we want or say what we mean. So she's going to share five rules of effective conversation you can use, and then you can teach them to your kids. Because as Jackie has told me before, voice is valuable and powerful. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you, Brenda. It is delightful to be with you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, you mentioned I was a parent, but I'm also a grandparent. And in fact, today, uh, the day of this recording, my youngest grandchildren, twin girls, are seven. And uh, then I have two grandsons as well. And you know what I've come to realize is the best reason for being a parent is because you get to be a grandparent someday. Man, that's so true. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have the attitude of a grandparent while we were parents? (laughs) Yeah, if we could work backwards, I think we would do everything much better. (laughs) Yeah, well, we sure would. So, Jackie, tell us a little bit about the a powerful voice and how do we get that? Like, what are the five rules of effective conversation? Yes, I would love to tell you about that. In fact, the reason that I began to focus so much on that in the curriculum of my public speaking programs for kids is because parents were coming to me and saying, my kid won't answer my questions with anything more than a grunt or a fine or a good. And the parents were saying, I want my child to speak to me. How do I get my child to talk to me? And knowing that that was an issue and that I was hearing it from more than just a few or a handful of parents, I started to think about how I can get kids more interested in having conversations. And many of them really don't understand what they would have to talk about. What that does is it prevents them from making real tried and true friendships, and it keeps them uncomfortable in social situations because I'm not sure how they can contribute to it, to a conversation. So we teach the five rules, which are, not taken exactly from Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, but highly influenced by his words of wisdom Mm -hmm. in the revolution that his book caused in communication 
a hundred years ago. <laughs> and so the first rule, I'll just go over the five rules and then we can backtrack and, and expound on them if you would like. The first one is address the other person by name. Second rule is make eye contact with the person you're talking to and as much as possible, try to keep it. The third one is to ask questions. And there are typical questions and there are better questions to ask, but no conversation is a conversation until questions are asked. And the fourth one is listen intently and actively for key words that the person you're talking to is saying so that you can have an appropriate response using those keywords back to them. And the fifth rule, which is not just for conversation, but it's a good rule to live by in life. And that is, it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. <laughs> so I would be happy to go back and talk a little bit more about each of those if you would like. Oh yeah. I'd love it. And I know our parents would. So what, what would you say to um, which one of those rules do you think would be most effective for parents to begin with? Well, the first rule is to address the other person by name. And especially when parents have a lot of children in the home or more than a couple, when we just start saying, hey, it's time for dinner. Well, that's a common statement. We might say that often. But until we actually address the members of our family and make sure that we get their attention first, they're probably not as likely to hear what we've just said. But when they know we're talking to them, then their ears begin to open a little bit more. And I'm not saying that you have to go and mention all four of your kids and say it's time for dinner. But hey, family, Brown family or Smith family, it's dinner time. Little things like that can make a huge difference in the attention level you get from your children. And when they begin to practice that rule themselves, they begin to honor people by letting them know that I know your name, you are important to me, and I'm going to use your name. In fact, Dale Carnegie, one of the first rules he says in his book is that our own name is the most beautiful word in any language. Mm-hmm. And even though we may not consciously realize that, when someone says our name, we feel completely validated, we feel acknowledged, and we feel honored and respected. And that's the simple thing you can do for someone is to use their name. So I think that's really the first important step that parents can do. Make sure that they have their child's attention before they ask them to do something or, you know, call them to dinner or whatever it is. Get their attention first by using their name. Yeah, that's it's very respectful. It is. And, you know, the um, the other one that really stood out to me is it's not about me because as soon as you said that I could feel the uh, relief of, of of the tension actually dissolving I teach my students that they have a superpower and their superpower is that they can make someone else feel super (laughs) oh nice And that um, that means that when they're having a conversation with someone, they should really make that person feel like they are the focus of them right then. And the fact, the second rule plays into that a lot, too, which is make eye contact. Mm -hmm. And in today's world, I didn't grow up with parents who had cell phones. 
But I look at my kids and my grandkids today and everybody's got a cell phone and all that does, I was trying to find my phone, but I don't have, oh, all that does is it puts a barrier between you and whomever you're with, right? There's this constant barrier there. And I see so many times kids are out in the park, they're playing and their parents are sitting there and they're all on their cell phones. So it's really important to connect with your kids by looking at them and through simple example, require them to look at you when you're talking. I understand there are times when you're in the car and you're driving. And that's why I say as much as possible when you're having a conversation with your child, address them by name and then look at them. Those are the first two steps you can take that are really going to let your child know, one, that they're important and that you're acknowledging them, and two, that they are worth your time, that they're worth your time spent. Yeah, it's very much like just being really present to what is going on. I'm speaking with my child, so I'll use their name. I'll make eye contact instead of thinking about what it is I need to pick up for supper while I'm talking to them. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's And it's not easy because we have these distractions now all around us. There's these devices and sounds going on and we can easily be distracted and so can our kids. So when they feel that you acknowledge them, they're going to begin acknowledging you back. And so that's the second thing we teach, which is also very important. And the third is, is asking questions. I don't know about you, but I'm guilty myself of often just seeing someone going, hey, how are you? How are you? Well, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but it's become this rote courtesy question. And most people realize you don't expect an actual answer. It's especially if you're in passing with someone, you're going to expect them to say, oh, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Many times we ask our kids those really rote questions. And if we have in the past answered them with a device in between us, they know we're not really listening to them. And so they, we've trained them to not answer our questions. Because why would they if we're going to just continue doing the laundry or we're going to continue talking on the cell phone or texting someone while they're answering a question we just asked? You know, so the questions go ahead. Yeah. So the questions that we should ask are, are more in the line of getting an actual response and allowing your child to have that opportunity to give you a real question. So instead of saying, how was school today, which is another common one when our kids walk in the door, how was school today? They go fine or whatever, and maybe just grunt. Instead, maybe you could ask them, hey, what was the best part of your day? Now, they're going to think twice about that because, first of all, they've probably not heard a question like that. <laughs> and now they're going to have to think back about their day. What was the best part of my day? And the opportunity you have at that moment to learn something interesting about your child is very great because they're going to tell you something that made them feel good about themselves. They're going to tell you something they accomplished. And those are the things that when you learn that, you know, that's what motivates your child. And you can use that in the future when you need to motivate your child about something. If you understand what makes them feel good about their day, I mean, that's a blessing right there. So a simple question like that changed in the way that you ask it and the words that you use is going to give you vital information to help empower your children toward more experiences to help them feel good about themselves because mm -hmm. you know what did it. Yeah. And you know, yeah. with, with regard to listening, we only have a couple minutes left, but okay. I know that um, 
for me in my mom's later years, she would listen so intently uh, with her heart coming through her eyes Mm. directed at you that anyone that she listened to, she had their complete and full attention. So I understand what you're saying. And it's really a wonderful, respectful strategy for communication. So just with this minute we have left, Jackie, can you tell us about your Speak, Feed, Lead project? Yes, I would love to, Brenda. Thank you for asking. This is the Speak, Feed, Lead project. And we offer empowering skills for children to learn how to speak, not just conversation, but we have in this year put um, 35 of our students on global summits, actually speaking and getting their voices out there in the world. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more empowering than a child understanding they have something to say and that the world is listening to them and and hearing what they have to say and that it's worthy of being heard. So we do that and we help kids to put on their own podcasts. And it's really just a life-changing experience for kids when they can understand how to communicate. And when they learn it's not about them, which is that fifth rule. It's about helping other people to feel good, to help other people to feel loved, acknowledged, and liked. Nice. And you also offer things like summer camps and workshops and courses. Absolutely. We've got things going on all year long. We've got in-person summer camps for the first time since the pandemic. This year, we're excited about that. We've got some adult summer courses as well. Uh, The summer camps are in person, but the adult courses can be via Zoom or phone call. It is a group setting for six weeks. It's called Take a Speaking Quantum Leap. And that is for college prep. Anybody in high school moving on to college or adults who are starting a new business or blog or in between career, and they're thinking about what, what is my message? What's my story? And how can I uniquely get that out into the world? So yeah, that's, that's so wonderful. At. Thank you so much, Jackie. I know that our parents are going to love this. And, and parents, you can find all Jackie's contact information in the show notes. So please do look her up and give your kids a lift out into the world with their voice. Thank you again, Jackie. Thank you, Brenda. Bye now. Thank you for listening and making your parenting life and your child's life more positive and peaceful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to take a Kid Code course, yep, you can do it in the time it takes to have a coffee break. If you'd like to become a Kid Code teacher, or if you want to reach me directly to talk about anything Kid Code, I'm here. Thekidcode.ca instant evolution into positive, peaceful parenting, one upset at a time.